Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You guys will be very happy to know, because I know that this was keeping you up at night. Rob, have you ever just been laying there and you just like wake up and you're like, Kevin, like in Home Alone and you like, you know, you forgot something. And you're thinking, man, did I leave the light on downstairs? Did I leave a candle burning downstairs? Like, I know I'm forgetting something. And then it hits you. Hey, did is Travis Kelsey going to Australia for the Eras Tour? And you're like, man, I don't know the answer. And it keeps you up at night. Like these last couple of days, Rob, I've seen you. You look tired. Like you haven't been getting adequate rest. Like you haven't been drinking enough water. I've been worried about you. Well, I'm happy to tell you that Travis Kelsey has landed in Australia and he will be at the next Taylor Swift concert for the Eras Tour so he can uh, support his girlfriend. Taylor Swift is uh, she is on the uh, international part of her world tour. I know that's something that you were worried about. I saw the video. I saw I mean, they had an overhead drone helicopter. I watched Travis Kelsey get off of the private plane to get into a car to drive somewhere. So I'm here telling you that Travis Kelsey is in Australia and everything is all right, Rob. So now tonight you can rest easy, man. I mean, I'd like he owes her basically the entire European leg or what where, Asian leg of her entire tour because she was freezing in that Miami game. She had to be wiping off the windows because the heat was all fogging up to watch him play. She... She is owed quite the trip from Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I'm just going to guess that Travis Kelsey isn't coming back to the Chiefs until, like, St. Joe. No, he'll be here for the mandatory part. Oh, you're right. All all of the optional stuff, he is not coming. No, he is not coming. Travis Kelsey is not going to be there. Oh, I can't wait to argue about that in April. When it's like, you know, it's OTAs and it's like, oh, why is Travis not here? Everybody else reported. Why is Travis not here? I can't wait for that day that we argue about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know what's going to suck about that day? Or I can't wait to, it's going to be, 
Or it could be the other way. Travis is not at one of Taylor Swift's concerts, and he is at the voluntary stuff. And then there's going to be the TMZ report of why did he not miss? Mm-hmm. Why did he not miss the optional part of the Chiefs season so he could go watch her concert again? Oh, it's going to be so fun! It's going to be great. You say that, but he's going to skip a voluntary part. And there's going to be a news story from Arrowhead Pride, from The Athletic, from whoever may have you. And it's going to say, in Travis Kelsey's absence, Justin Ross thrives. And you know what I'm going to do? Take the day off. I'm not doing that day. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. You can have it. (laughs) That's going to be a great day. I can't wait. I can't wait for that day either. I, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right. So coming up in a little bit, uh, we will play the best of our conversation with Joel Goldberg. Joel Goldberg was on the show earlier today to tell us some Eric Hosmer stories. And you know what? I want you to hear Eric Hosmer stories as you were driving home is Eric Hosmer has decided to retire today from major league baseball. Congratulations to him. He is now married with a kid salute to Eric Hosmer as he now moves into the next phase of his life. Really quick, we won't even play the game here, Rob. How much money do you think Eric Hosmer has made in his Major League Baseball career? You and I should have played Ooh. Price is Right with this earlier in the day, but you know what? I'll just play Price is Right with you here. Ooh. Eric Hosmer is 34 years old. He played 12 years in the league. How much money do you think Eric Hosmer made playing baseball? I'm trying to think of that mega deal with the Padres was. Did it break a two? Did it break a two? I'm going to say. I also would like to point out that he still has more money owed to him because you know how baseball is. So he still has another around $15 million that is owed to him over the next two seasons. So 24 and 25, he still has some money. The Padres owe him 12 million for 24 and 25 and the Red Sox owe him a little bit less than a million dollars. So just to sit at home and podcast, he's still got an extra $15 million coming his way. I'm going to say he's at 218. 142. Ah. $142 million for Eric Hosmer. And he played 10 years. So you know him about to get that pension for playing Major League Baseball. Congratulations to Eric Hosmer. I actually have more thoughts about Salvador Perez today than I have about Eric Hosmer, as funny as that sounds. We have seen sort of the full life cycle of all of the players that we loved on those 2014 and 2015 Royals. Danny Duffy, not in the league anymore. Mike Moustakis, he is currently on a minor league deal with the Chicago White Sox. He has now played on four different teams in the last three seasons. So Mike Moustakis, he is soon about to retire from the game of baseball. Lorenzo Cain just had Lorenzo Cain day. Like a majority of the players that you loved and bought their jerseys and their T-shirts, and they were your favorite players just a decade ago. That's how long ago it was now. A decade ago with the Royals. They are now retiring and moving on to the next phase of their life. There is one that is still here in Kansas City, and that person is Salvador Perez. So the biggest takeaway, honestly, that I have from Eric Hosmer's retiring today, and again, salute to him. Hey, you made $140 million. You got another $25 million coming your way. Like by the time you are done, by the end of 2025, you will have made almost $170 million playing baseball. You got to live the American dream. It is appreciate Salvador Perez while he is still here. And he is still our lone connection to the 2014 and 2015 Royals. And one day we all will look up and you and I both know this will happen. They will have 
one special day at Kauffman Stadium, it will be the 10-year anniversary, the 15-year anniversary. And they're going to try to bring back as many of those players as possible. And we're going to look up and be like, man, that was 15 years ago? Like, what? where did the time go? It seems like it was just four or five years ago that the Royals were in the playoffs and went in the World Series. And I mean, you still go around and you still see Royals remember October and celebrate October hoodies and jackets and things that people bought 10 years ago to celebrate this team. Like, we're going to look up and all of those guys are going to be retired. And that's when you and I are going to look at each other, Rob, like we are finally old. Like, we have seen the full, I mean, Eric Hosmer played 13 years in the league. Like, I was working here when he got called up. When he got called up, when it was Hosmer Mania, I think I still have the T-shirt. Nick was still hosting afternoons here. They had Hosmer Mania T-shirts for his home debut at Kauffman Stadium, and they were passing them out. I went down there to help him pass out T-shirts in that time. And now fast forward 13 years later, and Eric Hosmer has decided to call it quits. Hey, it's over. I've made good money. I now want to move on. I want to do this media thing. And, I think that Eric Hosmer is going to have a lot of success doing it. If you look at the other sports, and I understand it's a very different game, but there is an outlet for football players to go tell stories, right? There is an outlet for basketball players to go tell their story. There really isn't that outlet for baseball players to sit down and tell their stories in sort of a long form, you know, I am athlete, the pivot. There really isn't that for baseball players. I think Eric Hosmer can do it. You just played, so you certainly have the respect of a lot of current players. You can also speak from a place of experience, of playing in big games, having success. I mean, there's not many things that have happened in the game of baseball that you haven't experienced. You didn't go to college. You went straight from high school. You got drafted. You played with one organization. You went through free agency at the end of your career. You kind of bounced around a little bit. Like, you had a full baseball lifespan. I think that Hosmer is going to be able to connect with current players, future players. I think he's going to be able to have a lot of success if he takes this thing very seriously. I'm really excited to see where his career goes and how he gets this thing off the ground. As you have seen, whether it's current players or former players, are finding this as, hey, this still kind of gives me, I can still be around the guys, I can do this, and I can create content that there is – There are stories that other players are going to get that media people like me are just never going to be able to get because you look at them as a peer, as an equal, and I think there's a place for that, and I'm really excited to see what he does with it. So you mentioned, and I don't want to diminish from Eric Hosmer's retiring. He was probably the biggest star when he was in Kansas City, not the best player, but I think the biggest star on those teams. But you mentioned how it says more about Salvador Perez, and it got me thinking. When we had... Alex Gordon day at the K and we were talking about Alex Gordon's retirement and Alex Gordon's place in Royals history and how his number will probably be retired and have a statue and the whole deal. The text line filled with people who were soured on Alex Gordon because after the run had ended and they all walked off the field in 2016, Alex Gordon came back in 17 and 18, 19 and 20. And those teams were bad. And the fan base, I don't say hundred percent turned on him, but had soured. He wouldn't dip in the same glory a Moose, a Hosmer, or a Kane was. Salvador Perez is playing on some of the worst Royals baseball teams we've ever seen. Like, the 2021, 2022, 2023 Royals are horrendous. Like, some of the worst we've seen. Do you think the fan base will sour on him the way it happened with Alex Gordon? Because I think Hosmer and Kane and their days at Kaufman are dipped in glory forever because they had that walk out on top moment. 
Neither Gordon didn't have that moment, and the fan base soured. Perez probably won't have that moment. Do you think the fan base will sour on him? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think if it was going to happen at this point with Salvador Perez, I think it would have happened. I think what hurt Alex Gordon maybe more than anything is, I mean, he signed that contract and instantly got bad. I mean, it was almost like, you know how they make the joke about when you get a new iPhone or when the new iPhone comes out, how your old iPhone like slows down and how it starts to have all these problems. We saw the real life version of that. I mean, in 2015, Alex Gordon hit 271, had a 377 on base percentage and then had a 432 slugging percentage. His batting average dropped 50 points the next year. His slugging percentage dropped 60 points the next year. And then the season after that, so it went it went from 271 to 220. And then, Rob, he got even worse the next year. Rob, he played 148 games and hit 208. He hit 208 and slugged 293. I think people started to sour on Alex Gordon is as the Royals made a decision on who they wanted to keep and extend their window, he was the only one that they really financially committed to. They didn't financially commit to Eric Hosmer. They didn't financially commit to Lorenzo Cain. Mike Moustakis, we all thought he was going to get a bigger contract. He was able to come back, but he didn't really get that big payday from the Royals. They made a decision to move forward with Alex Gordon, and I certainly understand why they did. He was viewed as the one that was going to age gracefully. He didn't really age gracefully, where I think you at least have to give Salvador Perez the credit where Salvador Perez continued to play for the Royals and continued to play at an incredibly high level after that, where I would say that his best season as a Royals player happened after that window. I mean, the best version of Salvador Perez that we saw was in 2021. He hit 48 home runs, 121 RBIs. He hit 273, slugged 316, or excuse me, had an on-base percentage of 316. It had a 544 slugging percentage. The best version of Salvador Perez we saw was not in 24, not in 20, or not in 14 and 15. It was after that window. He kept playing at an all-star caliber level. Level. That is not what happened to Alex Gordon. And that's where I think there is a drastic difference, I think, between those two individuals. Earlier today, we were joined by Joel Goldberg. He does Royals and pregame for the Royals Television Network. You guys know that. There is not a person in media that knows Eric Hosmer better than Joel Goldberg. Our conversation with him started with, what was your reaction to Hosmer hanging it up? I mean, I hadn't talked to him about whether he was done or not. But it certainly became very evident over the last couple of years that teams were wanting to have him in their clubhouse for his presence, like the Cubs, but they didn't necessarily have a spot for him. And I just didn't see him going back to the minor leagues. And it certainly helps when, you know, the Padres are paying you millions of dollars a year to essentially not play. But, I, you know, I wondered whether there would be a role for him somewhere, you know, Maybe it was here, but we've got a left-handed hitting first baseman already. And so uh, what I, I think for me the strange thing is, and it was the same thing with Alex Gordon, maybe actually more so with Hosmer, is that he's one of the first players that I saw broke in from day one and beyond day one. He was the first player that the Royals drafted in my first year here. So if you figure I'm – some guy that shows up here in town and opening day 2008 and then by whatever it was June of 08 
he's their first draft pick. I kind of saw his whole career and rode shotgun with him for the seven seasons he was here and kept in touch with him and his family and, and still consider him a, a friend. So I, I knew that if I didn't know that he was going to retire, I knew that he told me he was working on another project, media-related, podcast-related, and that kind of gave me a thought that maybe he's ready to move on. You mentioned and called him one of the most impactful Royals in the organization's history. You saw that impact up close. What would you say is Eric Hosmer's impact on this city, on this organization? Here's what I would say. And this is where if we want to dive into the analytics and the numbers and the value and all that, that's a different discussion. And I think it was interesting that the analytics oftentimes – didn't see him defensively the same way that the scouts did. Um, Point being that there's a lot that we can measure. There's a lot we can't. But the intangibles with him were better than anyone that I saw. And here's what I mean by that. I, I do believe that he's the best leader in the clubhouse that I've seen in my 16 years here because from a young age, And certainly then as he got into his prime, he was a guy that was the face that would talk to the media, that would talk to me after the absolute best moments and after the absolute worst. And when I say worst, I mean, remember all of the fights and the beanballs and all that stuff with Jordano Ventura. And I remember when we had a a big brawl in Chicago. Chris Sale's trying to get into the Royals clubhouse, and, you know, it was nasty. And I just remember thinking, if the Royals win, I just need Hosmer to have had one hit in the game or to not go over four strikeouts, four strikeouts or whatever. I just need some reason to justify him being my star of the game. And if I don't have it, I still might take him because there will be no one that could speak better on what's going on right now more honestly than Haas, and he was. He was honest that night. He, he, he helped take some accountability, said they would discuss these things, and on and on. And then I, I remember a conversation that I had uh, a handful of years ago with Joe Girardi at Yankee Stadium when he was the manager there. And I don't know how it came up, but it turned into a discussion about Hosmer. And if you go way, way back to before my time here, and I think 2003, 2002, when Daryl Kyle with the St. Louis Cardinals tragically passed away in a hotel room and they canceled the game at Wrigley Field and it was Joe Girardi, a veteran catcher for the Cubs, who had to get up there with his voice cracking over a microphone at Wrigley and tell people that the game had been postponed due to a tragedy in the Cardinals family. And he could hear his voice catching. And I talked to him about it and about how Hosmer did that on opening day to memorialize and pay tribute to Jordano Ventura a few months after his death. And I remember Girardi saying to me what he did that day, Hosmer, was so much more difficult than what I did because it was his teammate, it was his brother, it was his friend. And he was so composed that day. And the last thing I'll say about the intangibles and the leadership is I've never seen a player that could click with every single 
person and every single sort of group or clique, if you will, in the clubhouse. You know this. The clubhouse, even on the greatest of teams, has the pitchers who kind of hang out and do their thing. And you've got the hitters that do their thing. And you might have younger guys hanging together and older guys. And you certainly have the, the Latin guys, uh, you know, speaking Spanish. And Haas, yes, his mom uh, was born in Cuba and came over and speaks Spanish. But Haas does not speak fluent Spanish at all. But yet, he could, he could saddle up at, at, a, at a seat by a locker next to any Spanish-speaking player, next to any pitcher. You might see him out for a drink with a coach instead of a, instead of a teammate. And, and his best friend on the team was Gerard Dyson. And so you got a white guy and an African-American guy from Florida and Mississippi that are, that are as thick as thieves. And I'll take it one step further. When I saw him go on to San Diego, Manny Machado, who I don't know well, who had issues with Jordano Ventura, who I think in many circles is known as being a, you know, a, a big time. I don't know what you, I don't know Manny Machado well enough, but Hosmer could hang with him. He could hang with the biggest superstars to the role players and everybody in between. And I've never seen anyone like that. Right now we're talking to Joel Goldberg, pre and post game host for the Royals television network, celebrating Eric Hosmer's retirement from major league baseball. I think this is a term that people like you and I throw out all the time. And with some people, it's just very difficult to quantify. We talk about it. If you spent any time around Eric Hosmer and you saw yeah. how current players gravitated towards him, as you just mentioned, you saw how fans gravitated toward him. He just had a sort of aura and it about him that was incredibly unique to me. And I think I would describe it this way, and I think we're on the same page here. I know we are. That he had the swagger and the confidence, almost the cockiness, to hang with the Manning Machados of the world, if that makes sense. But yet, the person that would consider themselves a normal everyday guy, a down-to-earth guy, not that the superstars aren't. We put them on pedestals, though. I never looked at Haas and said, man, that guy's got too big an ego. Oh, that guy's full of himself. It was almost the opposite. It was like, man, this guy is so cool that he can hang with anybody but he treats everybody the same. That was my experience with him. I think that's most people in Kansas City's experience. I saw in the video that he released today that he said he couldn't have had it easier in Kansas City and it wasn't the same in San Diego. That's why, along with the championship, why this place I know will always hold a special place in his heart is that this was the perfect fit, and, and you don't get that everywhere you go. And so what we saw as Kansas Cityans and Royals fans was the absolute best and then things don't always fit or work out in other in other places but i, I he he's the kind of guy that i'm not going to say all but it seemed like the women all all drooled over him if that's if that's the way to say it and the guys all wanted to be him and, and everything in between again i just he was he's a he's a man of the people and he's the guy that you wanted. And, and, and by the way, I mean, I, I've talked to the Royals about this before. This is what they saw when they went down to visit him in his parents' house when he was in high school in 2007, 2008. They, they saw a guy that they believed could be the future leader of this team. So what they saw on that visit is exactly what he ended up becoming. 
Joel, what's your favorite Eric Hosmer story? Eric Hosmer, the player. Like, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, tell me your favorite story from 14 and 15, now thinking yeah. back to those glory days with the Royals. What's your favorite Eric Hosmer story? There's so many. I mean, I know he and Salvi on a personal level uh, and ended up basically getting the whole crowd to serenade me on my birthday during a Salvi splash one year, and that you know, was pretty surreal and not anything I would have ever expected. But I'll give you this one. And it's one I talk about. I do a lot of motivational speaking around the country, and I, I like to share this one. It's not one that ever got talked about, and it's one that I could certainly talk about after the fact. But I think it was 2016 the Royals were in St. Petersburg playing the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and I know they didn't make it to the playoffs that year. It was 16 or 17. But, you know, they, they were competitive enough that, I don't know, any game could be the difference. And it's the sixth or seventh inning, and they're down by one run, and Hosmer's on first, and Lorenzo Cain's on second. The base hit's going to tie the game, and extra base hit gives them the lead. There's two outs, and Hosmer gets picked off first by the pitcher, inning over. And I remember thinking, and this is what we do, you know, in our role, you start thinking about storylines, which change throughout the game. Boy, if they lose, it's going to be because of that. And thankfully, they came back to win the game. But when the game ended, and we're doing our post-game show on the field, the Tropicana Field, and the media went in there to talk to Hosmer, and they inevitably were going to ask him about what happened, whether it made the difference or not. And they said, what happened? And he said, I, I, just, I just messed up my read. Um, I, just, I just messed that up, and I could have lost just the game. And I'm glad that my teammates bailed me out. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I need to be better next time. Later that night, uh, I was back at the hotel, and, and I, I was having a drink. I don't do that too much, the, the hanging with players, I should say. Um, and I was invited by Hosmer's family to sit down and have a drink, and it's his mom and his dad, his brother, his uncle. I think Moose was there. And, again, I don't talk about this as it's going on because I'm not working. But somebody in the family asked him, hey, what happened on that play? And, of course, I shut my mouth. I'm not there to be a journalist at that point. And he says, you know, I dove back in. They picked me off. I stood up, and Rusty Koontz, everybody knows Rusty Koontz, the legendary former first base coach, the, the, the expert, says, I stand up, and, and Rusty says to me, Haas, I gave you the wrong read. I, I totally hung you out to dry, and I messed that up. And nobody ever knew that. I knew it that night because he told the family, but nobody ever knew it. That's Eric Cosmo, the leader right there. That is our guy, Joel Goldberg, joining us earlier today to tell us Eric Hosmer's stories. Eric Hosmer is retired from the game of baseball. Salute to him and his family as he is moving on to the next phase of his baseball career. Coming up on the other side, there is a debate that is tearing this city apart. We'll get into it. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. 
They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This might not be a really good, I guess, commercial for the show, but, I mean, it's the truth. So, this week I've been filling in on Sirius XM in the mornings. So I've been on from 8 to 11 in the morning, and then I get something to eat, and then Rob and I get ready for, you know, this show from 2 to 6, my normal 9 to 5. And it hit me yesterday as I was I was getting ready for, for work, and I was on the Internet, and I was like, Man, there really ain't nothing happening right now, you know? I mean, there's no baseball games. There's no basketball games. There's no football games right now. There's there's really not anything happening right now. And usually when that's the case, I think we start to, like, argue over, like, little dumb stuff because we got to be arguing about something, you know what I mean? Like, something has to be going on. And I think that's a lot of what's fueling this story. So I don't know if you guys saw this or not earlier today, but the Royals made an announcement. And the announcement that is tearing the city apart has nothing to do with where the stadium is going to be. It is an announcement that the Royals are putting a quick trip patch on their jersey. Now, I at least want to be clear that we have not seen, like, actual jerseys. It is just a picture of Royals jerseys. And they kind of like digitize, Photoshop the Quick Trip logo onto the jerseys. So a lot of people are arguing of whether the patch is too big or too small. Again, we have not actually seen Royals jerseys with the Quick Trip patch on the jerseys, yet people are arguing that the logo is too big on the jerseys. We're just bored. Is that it? We're just bored. 
I think I complain a lot. I do. I think at times that's what the C and C out is for is complain. I get that. That's my personality. I am who I am. I'm made in God's image. You know, I complain sometimes and I can live with that. But I don't have it in me to complain about patches on the Royals jerseys. I don't care. If anything, you guys are lucky that I'm not the owner of the Royals. Because if I was the owner of the Royals, we would have had this patch on the jersey years ago. The Royals are doing better than I would have done. You know how the Royals, or excuse me, how the Chiefs eventually sold out and how it's called G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead? I would have done that 20 years ago if I was the Royals. It'd be Sprint Field at Kauffman Stadium. That's what it would be if I was the owner of the team. I'd be figuring out every possible way to try to get as much money as I could to be competitive. I would have designs in the outfield. If it was up to me, I would have patches on all of the jerseys that you guys might remember back in the day. They used to have those like NBA jackets. You remember those jackets, Rob, or those jeans that had all the different NBA logos on it? I would do that. I'd have every single sponsor If I was owning the team, we wouldn't just have one patch on the right sleeve. Oh, there'd be a patch on the left sleeve, too. And maybe a patch on the actual front of the jersey on the opposite side of where they put the Nike swoosh. I don't care about this story. I really don't. I mean, good for the Royals. Good for Quick Trip. I love Quick Trip. And if they're telling me that this unique partnership with Quick Trip allows them to combine their off-the-field efforts with their on-the-field presence and that this patch is going to help the community and increase literacy rates throughout the region, good for them. And if this is what they had to do to help sign Bobby Wood Jr., then I encourage you guys to sell some more things and go make some more moves. What are you guys doing? You guys are leaving money on the table. You guys, I have a surefire way to increase the payroll so we can make the baseball team better. Start selling more things. I'd have a garage sale out in front of the stadium. We'd be selling game-used bats and balls and hats and gloves and all those kind of things if I was the owner of the team trying to get an extra buck. Is it just one of those things people complain about for the sake of complaining, but the minute we kind of get used to it, it disappears? You mentioned GEHA Field. Does anyone complain about that anymore? Because remember, when they announced that, oh, people were heated. People were angry online. I'm never calling it GEHA Field or Arrowhead. That is disgusting. I don't know anybody that calls it that. It has ruined my Arrowhead experience. It's been that way for, what, two, three years? We don't even remember the timeline because it just became so normal to us. Opening day, I'm sure we're going to get some text on the text line. Look at those horrendous patches. What a disgrace. You know what's going to happen by Monday after their first weekend series? No one's going to care anymore. Oh, I didn't know that there was a video. Hold on, I'm watching the video here. I had only seen the picture. Hold on, I'm now watching the video when I'm in the jerseys. Hold on, let me apologize. Let me go back and let me back up because I said something that was incorrect and I don't like to do that. Let me back up and let me, I'm watching the video now with them on the patch. This, this isn't that big of a deal. That, I don't have any problems with this. I mean, the patch is kind of big. It's noticeable. I mean, it's noticeable, but if I'm quick trip and I'm paying you to put my patch on your Jersey, people need to know, Oh, what's that? Oh, that's quick trip. Carrington. You're a hardcore NBA fan. My bad. You know what? Let me go back. My bad. I apologize. We have actually seen it. Now I feel even, I feel even stronger in my position that this is not a big deal because now that, now that I've actually seen the patches on the jerseys in real life, I've seen it. I don't have any problem with this. You're a hardcore NBA fan. I love the league. 
Who's the Lakers sponsor? Because they have one on their jersey, and they have one of the most iconic jerseys in sports. The Lakers have a sponsor. Yeah, no, do you do. notice? It's like, do you care? Babigo or something? Yeah, Who it's is something it? like that. The Clippers, the only reason I know theirs is because it's for a Ponzi scheme, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, crypto arena. But you yeah. know what? They have one on theirs. The Cavs have one. Everyone in the NBA has one. You know what you never notice watching the game? The patches. Royals fans will be angry and they'll care about this on opening day. But after that first week in the games, whether they're one and two, two and one, three and oh, oh and three, I promise that Monday when we come on the air, no one's going to be like the quick trip patch is a real problem for me. It's going to fade out of our heads. Yo, can we, can we put the, uh, all I care about is can we put the quick trip inside Kauffman stadium? Can we do that? Because you remember back in the day, they used to have the quick trip inside the sprint center and they were selling slushies and donuts. I mean, I would go there every time I went to an event at Sprint Center. Can we bring that back? Only if I can buy a nice grilled cheese from that. Rob. Maybe a quick trip brisket sandwich. Tomorrow, you know what we need to do? I'm serious. Do we know anybody at Quick Trip? Can we just get the full Quick Trip spread? How many of you? I'm serious. This is, I'm, I'm being serious here. 913-586-7610. On tomorrow's show, because tomorrow's your last day this week. We're gonna. There's a. There's two quick trips right around the corner from us. Can we go to Quick Trip and let's just let's buy out the bar, let's get like forty dollars worth of food and in real time we will have a Quick Trip taste test for all these things that you're talking about. We can do that tomorrow on the show. I've had most of the things. I can attest to the items. You're the one who gets scared off by the Quick Trip Kitchen. It's more than a gas station, Carrington, but you treat it like a gas station. I'm not scared off by it. I just, maybe I'm old school, you know? I go to the gas station for very simple things. Very simple things is what I go to the gas station for. I go to the gas station for gas, and then I go in there, and you know what? I might get myself a cold drink. Or I might get myself a bag of chips or something. You know, the basics. Like a brisket taco. Never, ever have I considered doing that. Not one time have I considered doing that. There's never been a time in which I was thinking, man, I'm hungry. You know where I want to go? Quick trip. I will get some of their food. I get the food off the rollers, and I get a breakfast sandwich. And I do like their breakfast sandwiches, but it seems really hard to mess that up, you know? I'll go get a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, little $3, little boop. I'll get myself a strawberry milk, and I'll go on about my day. It's always quick. They're friendly. It's fast. That's okay. But I'm not. Come on now. You guys are in there. You're getting brisket tacos from Quick Trip? Come on now. Someone said, what about uh, Joe's Kansas City? It's in a gas station. That's award-winning barbecue. Award-winning. Anthony Bourdain put that on his list of places you need to eat before you die. It wins world-renowned barbecue competitions. Is that the kind of food they're serving at Quick Trip? Is that the kind of food? Because I've seen the people that are back there cooking up the food. I've seen the people chopping it up, and they don't look like master chefs back there. They look like just regular employees. Nothing wrong with that. But that's the person that's chopping up my brisket? That ain't a pit master in the back.
if you don't have an apron and your apron doesn't have grease stains and barbecue fingerprints all on it and you don't have a toothpick in your mouth, I don't know if I want you cooking my barbecue. I really don't. So I'm serious. Tomorrow, I'm honest. The text line is saying, hey, you got to go get these things. Tomorrow on the show, what time you want to do this, Rob? Four, five? What time you want to do it? I'd say four, maybe. Probably four is the best time. Okay. Tomorrow at four o'clock, we are going to go to Quick Trip, and you, we are going to get all the foods that they have that you think is good. I'll try the brisket. We'll do the tacos. We'll do all of those same things, and we will do a live Quick Trip taste test on the show. We're not doing anything else. I'm sure, K, you will be a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. K-State, your team is not making the tournament. Missouri, I don't even I don't even know what you're talking about. It's already spring football at Mizzou. They just stopped playing basketball and quit the rest of the season. The Royals, we got a long way to go. So that's what we'll do tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You writing it down? We know Sam. Sam Stevie. He works at Quick Trip. I'll make a note. We'll figure out how we can get how much, how much money? About $40 worth of food? $50? I don't know how much this costs. I'll try all the foods you tell me I need to from Quick Trip tomorrow on the show, 4 o'clock. That sound like an idea? It's an idea. All right, we'll do that. Come right back. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. Rob, I'm sad I had to miss my song class today. For those of you that missed it, I told myself that I would sign up for a skill that I don't have and that I would learn how to do it by the end of the year, that that was my New Year's resolution. And I signed up for a sewing class. Well, I couldn't go to the class today, so I missed it. But, Rob, they have open sew on Friday, so I'm going to be there for open sew. Where, you know, you go in there and it's like open gym. You know, you can just shoot around, but you can just sew things. How'd open sew go last week? And now you took part. Uh, I'm getting better. Um, I mean, I'm still not good by any means. Uh, you know, I only have a couple of days on the machine, so I'm I'm still learning some of the basics. You know, so I haven't actually sewed anything yet, but. So they, you know how like you teach kids to like write their letters and stuff like A, B, and et cetera. So they have these like work, like these like worksheets that you can sew and you can like take all the thread out and you can just like learn how to work the machine. So I went there for an hour last Friday and I just, I just sewed paper. That was all I did. Just, that's all I did. I just sewed paper for. Is that the uh, sewing equivalent of like. Locking down layup lines, like yeah, I was, I was getting just, that done. Yeah, I was just, you know what, I was just getting shots up. That's what I was doing. I was the equivalent of just, I was just getting shots up. You know, I was just practicing on my sewing. So you're not the equivalent of someone being like, hey, we're running a game, you want in? You'd be like, no, 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 I'm just no, getting I'm shots not, up. I'm not at the point now where I can play a game. No, I'm not. I'm not at that point at all. You know, I'm not at all at the point. I've never actually used like thread or anything, or I just have sewed paper. That's all I've done. Wait, hold on. You haven't used threads? You're just running the needle up and down paper, punching holes in it? Yeah, trying to learn how to make straight lines, and I'm knowing how to get comfortable with the machine. Yeah. I, I thought you had thread by now. No, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even at the thread part. It was just sewing 101. It was sewing 101 my first class. 
if you've never played basketball before, you don't just, hey, I'm going to teach you how to dribble. And then it's, all right, let's do open gym. Let's play a game. No, I got to get reps. I got to learn. Yeah, but in that analogy, they teach you to dribble with your head up. They don't just say, keep your head down. Let's get moving. No, you just got to get comfortable with the ball. Now, you ain't never played <laughs> basketball, bro. Come on now. You ain't never played ball now. Not once. You got to work. Hey, if you got to look down for a little bit, and then you know what? Do that for a little bit. We'll do some drills, and now we'll start to practice. You look with your head up, and now we'll help. And then, you know, we're going to give you two balls now. Now you practice left and right. That's advanced. That's basketball 203. That's not basketball 101. They was teaching me the terms. I didn't even know the terms for the sewing machine on day one of, 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 the, of the class. I paid for this class. Trust me, I'm seeing this class through. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be the first one in there. I'm going to open sew on Friday because of what I missed. I got to get some more sheets of paper so I can keep practicing. I can keep working. Don't worry, Rob. You're laughing at me. I can see. I can see you laughing at me. But don't you worry. Don't you worry. When I know how to sew, I'm not making you anything. Not a jacket, not a coat, no nothing. I'm not sewing you anything. You're not even a thread yet. How long of a time do you think before you get to jackets? End of the summer. No chance. End of the See what I mean? You don't believe in me. I believe in your dreams. I support your dreams. That's crazy, man. It'd be your own people, man. It'd really be your own kind, man. I'm sure you can make something, but a full coat? Come on now. If I was the downtown stadium, Rob will vote no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob will vote no. <laughs> we got Dusty Likens up next. <laughs> Keep it locked in right here at 6th and Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.